Welcome to Chalk Talks, a business podcast based in the southeast of England. Each episode will look at how one specific business owner has been affected by coronavirus and the challenges it's presented to their business. I am your host, Gary James, and I will dissect a different business each week in a different industry. This podcast will cover a range of different industries from wineries to tourism organisations to art galleries and everything in between. If you want to learn more about the podcast, please head to chalkeastbourne.com. In this first episode, I will speak to Sarah Driver, a co-owner of Raff Finney Estate, a wine estate near Alfredston. Welcome to Chalk Talks, episode one. Sarah and her husband Mark lived in London and worked in the city. At age 46, in October of 2009, Mark came home from work and announced to his wife that he was going to retire by Christmas. Mark wanted to stop working after getting up at 5am for 25 years and, understandably, he wanted a break. After retiring, whilst helping out one of their children to apply to higher education, Mark noticed a course on viticulture at Plumpton College. He had always been interested in wine, and after research, he found that England was actually making some of the best sparkling wine in the world. Mark enrolled on the two-year viticulture course, and in the first year, a piece of land came up for sale, in Alfredston. Both Sarah and Mark knew the village very well, and so they decided to buy the land as Mark had started his course. Raph Finney was born out of this adventure, and at the very beginning, Sarah was never going to be involved in the business. She got involved in the business initially for two days a week. Raph Finney make Sussex sparkling wine. And I asked Sarah back in 2010, was the vision for the company to always make English sparkling wine? She said... Absolutely, because what what England is great for and what Sussex in particular is fabulous, and we will say the best English sparkling wine comes from Sussex, is sparkling wine. So we make good still wine, but world class. We we make in, in England, we make some of the best sparkling wine in the world. And then I was intrigued. So I asked Sarah why Sussex is such a good location to produce sparkling wine. She said... Essentially, there are a lot of it relates to climate change. So what a lot of people don't realise is that we are 80 to 100 miles north of the Champagne region. And we share the same band of soil, the chalk, across, comes across the channel and you can see it very distinctly um, along the south coast. Chalk is the perfect medium to grow um, sparkling wine grapes. And what we have benefited from is the change in temperature. So you you need your grapes to hang on the vines for a long time to get the uh, all the flavours. And because of rising temperatures in Champagne, where they used to harvest at the end of September, last year um, they started harvesting in August. Now, we don't harvest until actually into October. So it's the soil, it's the climate. For Rathfinney, we have a perfect site because we're on a south-facing slope uh, close to the sea. So we get lots of sunshine. As I'm preaching to the converted, as you know, living uh, in the south, we get lots of sunshine. We don't suffer from frost. As Sarah just mentioned, what I find fascinating about chalk is that 
it's like a sponge. It can hold water, and that is really important for wine production. There's not been a lot of rain recently, but due to heavy wet weather in April, there is a large fund of water underneath which slowly feeds the vines over time through the chalk so it doesn't dry out. That's actually one of the things I love about doing this podcast. I get to learn new things. I was intrigued to learn more about English sparkling wine and how it's different from other sparkling wines from different countries. Champagne and English sparkling wine is made in a similar traditional process. They firstly make a still wine and then they have a second fermentation which gives it the bubbles. Raffini age their wine for two to three years, which is where you get the wonderful bubbles and the wonderful flavours from. I then asked about the cheaper sparkling wine product that I know about, Prosecco from Italy. Sarah explained to me that Prosecco is made in a very different way. Instead of being made in bottles, it's made in a tank and doesn't have to age so long. It's also usually sweeter than Champagne or Sussex sparkling wine. Raffani did their first plantings in 2012, and so the first release from their first harvest was not till 2018. In that first year, they only had 5,500 bottles of their Blanc de Blanc and 5,500 bottles of their Rosé. Sarah is actually very open about her education in wine, and how she had to learn what the different things mean. She explains. I'll be very honest, I was not a wine buff and I'm not the wine expert. That is much more Mark and the other side of the business. I did not know what a Blanc de Blanc was. And a Blanc de Blanc is white wine made from white grapes, made from Chardonnay. I'm just the sort of person who I'm not afraid to ask questions in the sense of if I don't know something, I will ask. And I think that the wine world, I was quite scared of going into the wine world, particularly sparkling wine, because I thought it's going to be very sort of up itself. But it's actually a lovely world to work in with lovely, lovely people who are all very passionate about what they do. So I didn't know the differences. Um, and I think it's really important for people to ask and for us to tell them. And the other thing I'm a great champion of is sommeliers. And I will always encourage people. People are nervous of sommeliers in restaurants. And I say, no, you know, call them over, tell them what you're eating and say, this is my price range. What do you recommend? And you'll find some cracking wines um, and they love it. You know, it's their passion. In 2019, they produced 26,000 bottles, and this year, 2020, they are producing 56,000 bottles. As well as producing sparkling wine, which is the real focus of their business, Raffini wanted to offer experiences. Alfredston, a village, is very popular with walkers due to being close to the South Downs National Park. They noticed that there is not a lot of accommodation nearby and saw this as an opportunity to add accommodation to their estate. They already had flint barns on their estate, which they turned into 10 ensuite rooms, or as Sarah refers them, a home away from home. They also offer a fine dining tasting room. They produce tasting menus which match with their wines, and this is visited by a mixture of locals, UK nationals and international visitors. Sarah shared with me this interesting statistic. 98% of people who land at Gatwick Airport go north. Raffini are encouraging international tourists to come south. They 
with a range of art and wine establishments throughout the southeast, have created a brand called Sussex Modern, as a tourism brand promoting the area to an international audience. Raffini export to Hong Kong, and their plan is to export 50% of their product. They were also looking to launch into European markets by launching at a trade fair, which unfortunately now has been cancelled. They're looking to place their product in top restaurants and hotels around the world. British brand abroad is very strong. The challenge that Raffini faces is actually spreading the word of English sparkling wine as a category of wine. Join us after the short break to find out where Raffini were as a business at the end of 2019 and how coronavirus affected them. Chalk Talks is brought to you by Switchplane, a custom software agency based in Eastbourne. They work with medium-sized companies throughout the southeast, helping them remove repetitive tasks and saving them time and money with custom software. Check out their website at switchplane.com to book a no-obligation chat about how they could help you. Welcome back. 2019 was a great year for Raffini and they were planning on launching their new collection of wines in April 2020. Their tasting rooms had been open for around 18 months and growing in popularity. So we were in a place really that was sort of our first kind of big year. You know, it was our first main launch and we'd gone from being a year old business to heading into year two in relation to wine tourism. So just to also go back, the other thing we have as well as the Flint Barns and the tasting room is we have a cellar door where we sell our products and uh, um, and related wine and nice products and we also offer tours which are incredibly popular yeah we were in a really exciting place we had already made the decision to uh, expand our cellar door and we were creating a space for that and luckily for us we had made the decision to uh, redo our website and, and and also we've grown up as a business and we were definitely in phase two of a business um Everything we did to start with was focused on our launch in 2018. And we had this launch and it, we were really lucky. It was so well received, our wine. And then Mark and I reflected that now we were going into another stage, which is sort of what next? How do we sustain this? How do we remain a family focused business um, with all those values as we grow? So we've done a lot of work around that, which I think has stood us in good stead, to be honest. So we were in an exciting place. And if you think that um, the majority of our wines are sold to the on-trade to restaurants, hotels and bars, obviously with them closing has had a significant effect for us. As I said before, Sarah's family are based in Hong Kong and she found out about the coronavirus earlier than most in the UK from her family. The first significant issue was that Raffini had to close all of their hospitality. The tasting room and the Flint Barns. They're a large local employer and so they asked their hospitality staff if they would go into the vines to help pruning instead. This was the first big change and after that they had to put most of their hospitality team on furlough. The vineyard and winery is pretty much business as usual. The biggest problem they faced was that their distributors could not sell their product to trade and their customers were not open. 
I asked Sarah how she decided to combat this large stop in sales. She said, um, I actually think, and I've said to the team that I think they should be proud because I feel that we had a pretty robust um, response. Everybody went back to their, their budget <laughs> and everybody literally line by line went through it saying, what do we need to spend? Where can we save? Where can we delay? That was our starting point. And then we, we just worked through scenarios constantly. What can we do? What can we do? And in some ways, and I think this is a theme I'm hearing from people, that they are making changes that actually make, will be good as a result. You know, we'll look back and say, so having started our website development, we then thought we've got to get an online presence. We did not have an online presence and probably would have at some point. I rang the company that are doing our website for us. And I just said, look, I need your help here because we launch in six weeks and we've got to get this sorted. And he said, we can do that, Sarah. Raf Finney decided to focus on investing on their website and to have the ability to sell to their customers directly online. Customers who had booked weddings, tours, dining experiences and stays, for the most part, have been incredibly understanding and left their deposits with the company and rescheduled a lot of dates. Selling to consumers online was always in the plan for Raffini, but has now come earlier due to COVID-19. The reason why they didn't go to this route, first of all, was due to the actual size of their operation. At the start, they did not have a large number of bottles to sell. I asked Sarah what the focus of 2020 looks like now for the business. So what does 20, the rest of 2020 look like for us? We are really hoping that the social distancing rule changes to become more in line with world expectation, you know, the world guidance, because that will allow restaurants and bars to open and, um, you know, that will be a route to market. So we're really hoping that happens. We're really hoping for some clear guidance from the government keep talking about the 4th of July so what we're working towards now is we're going to be selling amazing picnics that you can pre-order and come up and have and hopefully when we get the guidance people can bring their blankets and sit in the vineyard but they may also be able to sit on the balcony or in social distance in the tasting room we're going to have an amazing seafood kitchen serving lobster and fries and crayfish pobles and fish and chips so again, we're adapting um, that that's, that's going to be takeaway. People can just turn up for that. So we've changed our offer. And for the moment, we will probably look to keep that, that offer in place over the summer until we have more guidance. We've changed our offer at the Flint Barns. We're going to be offering it for sole use because we think a lot of people are going to want staycations when they can be with their families. It's a fabulous venue to come to and we're also doing a lot of work with off trade so we had relationships with good independent off trade people and we've expanded that and so we're doing a lot of work with them and and we as mark was saying we've we've sort of fast forwarded different export markets i love the idea of picnics especially if more people stay at home this summer and it's something that local people can enjoy Another focus this year will be export markets, as every country is in a different life cycle of COVID-19. 
This presents an opportunity for Rafini to approach and work in countries that are recovering from COVID-19 and reopening different business types. Rafini as a business are a large local tourism attraction, so I asked Sarah what she believes the future of the tourism industry in Sussex looks like. I actually feel pretty confident about it, to be honest. Um, I think there's there's some good leadership. I, I know that I hear when Mark's working through Sussex Modern, where he's working with the councils, they're working with the National Park, there's really joined up thinking. I think it, I think it's, South East is probably really lucky because we are near London. It will be one of the near e- easier places, I think. I think once this lit, once we're, we're over this, I do feel pretty confident. I think we're a resilient county. I think we have a lot to offer. We've got incredibly, I mean, just you talking about the digital people, I think we've got incredibly creative people. Go back to my hidden gem comment. I I, I feel very confident. And, and I think people in Sussex are very proud of what we have, actually. Uh, certainly, you know, from from the comments so for a while in the business we were doing free deliveries within 10 miles and uh, we have a, a fabulous woman working for us abby reed and the comments she was coming back with from people you know people people want us to thrive and we're a big local employer you know we we've that's been something we've worked really hard at right from the start we did not want to be bringing in gangs from outside and everybody said you're mad you'll never get people to work in a vineyard well at harvest last year we had up to 200 people every day turn up and most of them came from within 10 miles and that's incredible testament and we've got people working now you know we've got this amazing local workforce Coronavirus has been a very odd time for everyone and sometimes business owners feel helpless on a way forward. Everyone on this podcast talks about pivoting, which, to be honest, it's a bit of a buzzword. Pivoting is scary. You don't know if your plans are going to work. It's high risk. You have to be a certain type of business owner to review and manage that risk that coronavirus has presented. And this is the purpose of this podcast. I want to thank Sarah Driver from Raffini for speaking to me so openly and honestly. And you can check out Raffini's new online shop at shop.raffiniestate.com to buy some of their beautiful sparkling wine. Chalk Talks is written and edited by Gary James on behalf of Chalk Eastbourne and Switchplane. And if you would like to hear more episodes, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.